You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Yes, that's what it's called, and that's where we are, right here in the Sherwood Park District Soccer Office. Yes, we're in the boardroom. I usually call it the studio or something like it that. It is the studio. It's no, DW Studio. It's DW Studio. I kind of like that. I think we should just have a big thing across the window that says DW. That would be awesome. You Your face on it, eh? Sponsored by. Sponsored by. This is Soccer Talk in the Park. I've got Dan O'Drummond. Hey, I've hey. got D. Govender. Or as I like to call him. Da he. <laughs> <laughs> and a special guest today, we have Erica Vecchio. How you doing? Good, how are you? Oh, monstrous, monstrous. Uh, <laughs> Erica's one of the newer coaches within our mix. Um, Going to be working with the, is it under nine or under ten? U11s. U11s, You were okay. getting there, though. Yeah. I was one more two time. years off. I could have gone up one more and been bang on. <laughs> I could edit this, too, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in so everybody knows what a wacko the DW really is. Um, yeah, fantastic to have you on board. I've been waiting so long to get on this podcast. You have not. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome so, to the club, Erica. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Nothing. The podcast club, it's always fun to have a female one, a female guest on board. Last time we did two was, was the last one we did was with D at Provincials, right? Yeah. D was a woman? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No. It's a whole other topic on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the last one was... Way back when. Wow. It's right before a, Provincials, yeah. Right before Provincials, that's right. Looks like that's you can't right. do a podcast without me then, hey, D-Dubs? I guess not. It's, wow. it's one of those things. Seth <laughs> <laughs> Mincy gets busy. Yeah. I gotcha. So thoughts today that we're going to move forward with, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the special event that happened in Dano's wonderful life. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, Erica, her background in the sport, and uh, her foray into the coaching realm, and how much fun she's going to have doing that. And and then we'll talk uh, talk about Dean his cooking. Um, <laughs> what do you guys need? <laughs> no, we've got a few other uh, things up the. A little uh, bit of PDP and little PDP college season. Yeah. College season because a lot of us are involved with the college teams that uh, are in this neck of the woods. So we'll start things off. Ah, uh, the fun adventure that is having a bambino. A bambino, yeah. Dano is now a dad. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, I just, you know. Well, just to. Uh, you want me to spew out just positive dad things, you know? And just, well, I, I just think a little bit of the, A, how exciting was it to finally have it happen? You've, you've watched your lovely mm-hmm. wife, uh, Lindsay, go through nine months of um, hell. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder what if he's going to say it. Wonder, yeah, he's going to say it. Um, well, not even, and you didn't even know what the the gender of the baby was going to be, right? Yeah, no, Lindsay and I kept it a surprise. So it was, yeah, it was a whirlwind. It was, um, yeah, name's Kaylin, Kaylin Elizabeth. So she was born two weeks ago. And yeah, it was a whirlwind. Lindsay did amazingly well. And we went in on the Monday of uh, the long weekend there. Right yeah. in between assessments. I'll so. tell you, it was a bit of a panic from our end. We yeah. were texting you like crazy. Right in the middle of assessments. Yeah, I know. It was, it was crazy. So um, mom and baby's doing really well. Um, Lindsay ended up having to have a C-section. But uh, yeah, just everything everything was a whirlwind. And it was, I don't think you can explain the moment when you start to hear the cry of your child and thinking like, holy cow, I'm a dad, right? Like in a second. So I, I had a couple of friends, we have friends that have kids too. And I've said, you know, you can get ready with the nursery physically, you can get ready, car seat, all that stuff. But mentally you can't get ready until like it's there. So, you know, Lindsay, 
Lindsay was had had the C-section, so right away I went skin to skin. So I'm sitting there, and this nurse gives me this little baby, and she's doing skin to skin with me, right? And you're just like melting, and you're like, "Man, what am I gonna do with this thing? Like, if, if, <laughs> if I gotta make sure my wife's okay and feeling good, right? It just like it just hits you. I don't know. You can't really you can't really describe it, but it's pretty special for sure. Yeah, I, I tell you, I hear babies crying from below <laughs> below my apartment. I just want to scream. So <laughs> scream with love, right? I, I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not exactly happy when I hear it, especially about two a.m. when you're trying to sleep, and then all of a sudden, that's a good baby cry. Well, you know, <laughs> I, a I very had, good baby. I cry. had to back off from the microphone a bit, oh. otherwise it would have been uh, kind of like my apartment. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's awesome, though. I mean, Dad. Yeah, you're gonna hear Papa that da- soon. Papa Dano. I know. Yeah, eh? yeah I get the. How weird is that gonna be? Well, I don't know. I guess you get used to it. I'm gonna have to, you know, tuck my shirt into my pants and get a like a cell phone clip and just be full on dad mode here. Yeah, Socks well, and sandals, you know. And here's the other question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Footballer or princess? Wow. Can't uh-huh. you be both, eh? Well, <laughs> as we were alluding to earlier, <laughs> you Ms. can be both. Yeah, yeah. Miss Vecchio and I have uh, certain players that we know that are, wow. that are definitely both. So, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you got one as well? Oh yeah. Oh, He's yeah. like, I got a few. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, right? I think that's the fun thing with kids. I have a couple nieces and nephews, and my little nephew's getting into footy right now. And my nieces are kind of into it, but they want to do gymnastics and swimming and whatnot. But uh, Lindsay played soccer too, so I feel like oh, and that's and that's it. I was going to allude to that as well because mm-hmm. Lindsay's a, a player as well. Yeah, so. so I mean, I feel like she's going to see me dressed up coaching and watching soccer and everything. So, you know, I see you dressed up, dressed up as like a soccer coach, (laughs) as a player, like, my God, it's a family show. I know I was winding you up. Trust me. Um, When you said to skin to skin, I was going elsewhere. So (laughs) I know. I I mean, I think kids take after their mom and dad, right? They want to see what they're doing. But honestly, at the same time, there's a lot of, uh, um, there's a lot of antics that go on in, in team sport and soccer. So if she wants to pick up and play tennis or play piano or whatever, something individual, then oh, tennis. I'm all for it. Right now, she's too weak. She's just she's I'm, too she's weak. I know it's a little it's How a little early for this. Yeah, can't even hold her head up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> D Dub's like, okay, hey, so what, what do you think? But um, should, should I be getting her gloves? Yeah, or, you know? <laughs> I've got the ones for the keychain. She could probably fit those. We do have her a Spurs kit already? So wow. she's doomed from a lot of people, but. Yeah, no, it's it's great, mean, man. She's 17 months away from the Rise and Shine. Account. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Rise and Shine. Shine. Like, <laughs> I'm, keeping and shine. Close, I'm keeping cold style. Yeah, I'm going to get an email from you and be like, are you going to register for this? We can accept <laughs> payments and plans. So, um, yeah, let's, well, well, let's see when she plays soccer. And, you know, if Debbie's listening to this, if I you know venture out to Sherwood Park to get in our programs, but I'm not put her anywhere close to home. I live in St. Albert. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's unexplainable right now. You know, I've talked to a couple of coaches who congratulated me yesterday and I'm the new dad. I'm like, everything's great. I love changing diapers. Like just everything's great. Everything's fine. You're looking at me with like two heads, but well, I, no, no, I, I can understand. No, I can't. I'm just, no, I, I don't know. Say, I can understand where you're coming from, but I can't cause I've not been there. Yeah. It just, it just is. I think anytime you can bond with your kid, especially right now with like Lindsay's taking some time off, obviously with a mat leave, um, and yeah, you just like with breastfeeding stuff, the mom gets a bond with the baby right off the bat. So now how tough is breastfeeding for you? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, it's the, it's, the, it's the females that do that, right? Sorry. Sorry. I forgot my biology class there for a sec. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> Don't have a rebuttal this time. But. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm poking fun at you. Yeah. No, it's awesome, man. It's I'm smitten with her. Like just she's falls asleep on you you just kind of i don't know i'm smitten with her yeah, so yeah. she's absolutely adorable just seeing all the pictures and things like that yeah even, you know even 
posted on Instagram or even the ones he showed in the office since she's just yeah. an angel. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, she's... And thank God they're, you know, email pictures because if you pulled out a wallet and just dropped that... <laughs> That's a dad move too, hey? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. She is. She's a cute kid yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got the dad jokes down already. I've had that for a few years, Lindsay says, so it's okay. But <laughs> How about yeah, we all? I don't have kids and I've got, yeah, I throw the true. dad jokes out all the time. I even call them dad jokes. They're the best ones, though. They are the best ones. Yeah. The ones that are just, you know... Corny, but make you laugh. Corny, but make you giggle. That's how I'd describe you. Corny, but giggly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? What about yourself? Do you, no do you have it? No, no, no. I was, was going to talk about... <laughs> She's the one. What are you talking about? I was going to talk about corny dad jokes. Do you get those a lot or anything like that? Um, no? From my dad? Yeah. No. No, 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 no. I was telling a couple on the bus, actually, on the last road trip. I had a couple. So we were, you were talking about the kid. Fantastic that mm-hmm. you've got a kid. And you piped in and said, yeah, 17 months away from Rise and Shine. <laughs> we have got that sorted out. Rise and Shine's up on the uh, website, and um, people can sign up for it. When does it actually start? When does the program kick off? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to kick off in about mid-November. Mid-November. Yeah, we start 10 sessions, and, you know, we've piloted it across a couple seasons, and uh, this year we decided to see, you know what, we're going to offer a free program. Um, so all of you, you know, moms that are out there or dads out there or anybody that has a nanny or anything like that, you know, um, go online, register for the program. Uh, obviously, you first come, first serve, but we're going we're gonna to give 10 free sessions um, for, the, for the winter, just kind of our kickback to, you know, our... our, our you know, members, new members. and That's awesome. And, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So it's a lovely Tuesday morning when I get to uh, come in. And I don't know, Erica, I mentioned it to Erica yesterday, and she was kind of, you know, perking up a little bit about yeah, it too. Yeah, I'm so. interested, and then I slept on it, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm move. You, I'm there. No, you just, you just got to come. You just got to come in and, you know, take the first couple sessions, yeah. and then you just get involved. But it's like... Yeah, I don't know. I like kids, D-Dub, so I mean... Oh, uh, yeah, throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Direct it right at him, man. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, it's super. They're, they're just... It's amazing. It's like you, you're you able to just, you know, play around, teach... You get to be you know, a big, yeah, big kid. Yeah, you like roll you around the floor, like playing like fun games, and <laughs> and it, it's uh, it's pretty awesome, and... You know, when you get the high fives or, mm. or things like that after that, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you get to see them because they come in on the first day and they're just like, they're like literally hugging their parents' legs. Totally. And they're, so you, it's like their first engagement. They're, you know, they're two or two to three, four, you know, years old and they really don't have any other interaction with kids. So this is kind of their first initial socializing, um, socializing kind of thing. So they're trying to figure things out and it's just like, just awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, how I know you've been running the program, you and mm-hmm. you and Andreas. What what is? Do you notice the difference within the length of time you're running sessions? The physical literacy start to change gradually, or do you do you get? Because I know as we coach, we we, we coach teams. You're hopefully going to see improvement from players as you're coaching. Yeah, I do, think. Do you see a little bit of that? You or? Do you do uh, like you? To be very honest with you, from from the start to the finish, you definitely see. A change. I think the most thing, most change that you see is just the engagement. Okay. Um, because the first day, like I said, it's it's kind of like, oh, this is a new environment. Like, what's going on? I don't Very standoffish. Very standoffish kind yeah. of thing. But um, once you get into those games, you'll you know throughout the course of the of the program, you get to like the last you know three four sessions, and 
they're in, they're engaged, they're involved, they want to be in fun. They 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 even ask to play games. So like some of the favorite games that we play, they're like, oh, can we play this game today? And it's like, awesome. I don't even have to run a session today. You guys will just tell me. <laughs> we just play all the games that you want. Every play. coach's yeah. dream. Yeah, it's awesome, man. <laughs> and. We've had some kids that have been in the program for, you know, a course of, you know, two periods and um, they're just fantastic to work with. They know the things they're, you know, they're engaging in like, I'm going to say full on conversations, but they're engaging in, in, um, you know, knowing what they need to do. And, and it's, it's just a pleasure to be involved in. And for sure, like we do a lot of things that are, it's a soccer focus, so it's not a soccer program. It's like. Can you pick up a, a ball? Like, you know, we play a lot, a lot of cleanup games. We play, you know, what time is there? With <laughs> cleanup games. It's I wonder the if the game. moms play that at home. <laughs> no, it's awesome. That's their favorite game, clean up. I just throw a bunch of stuff out in the, on the floor. And, and they clean it and up. And they clean it up. It's hurdles, <laughs> cones. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Daniel's been out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and well, Washington. that last one we did, yeah. the, all the staff came out around Christmas. I think it was close to Christmas time, yeah. the last one. And, uh, yeah, we had the mascot out, and it was... It was awesome. I was thinking dribble. It didn't get dribble. Yeah. Dribble. Yeah. And the kids loved it. <laughs> D-Dubs does not like that name. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, the kids loved it. And you had mentioned how close they were clinging to their parents. And then the last day, I'm like, man, they're just, they're buzzing around. It's awesome. Yeah. So kudos to you. I remember seeing some of the sessions and you're just right in it. You're rolling around. I'm like, man, awesome that you're able just to uh, adapt. Because you tell me or anybody, hey, you want to coach a session with two and a half year olds? I'd be like, uh can barely get my niece to talk to me so i don't know about that one <laughs> yeah it's uh, i don't know i don't see i think it's just you have to be patient mm-hmm. and then you just have to engage the parents involved get the parents involved with um helping them out as well too and then they, as soon as you get a little bit familiar with seeing the, uh, the same face you know over the course of the sessions they become comfortable and and as soon as they become comfortable they get themselves engaged then it's mm-hmm. easy which is awesome because that's what you're hoping yeah. when you're coaching teams anyway is that your your players become comfortable with each other and yeah. you know lose a bit of that shyness to to get involved and, mm-hmm. and be part of the group and it'd be the same thing for forget sure. to be a big kid for you know yeah. like 40 minutes on a tuesday morning like I, i'll never forget seeing the pictures of the oh, video yeah. of the very first session you <laughs> ran you were rolling around yeah. the floor the roll, yeah. remember Whoa. that that was, our Ita- that was our Italian session. <laughs> that was our Italian. That's awesome. Is that? It's Be- Vecchio, the and, Italian. And, and Vecchio, thanks yeah. for joining us. <laughs> thanks for having me. She's leaving. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to take our first break here on uh, Soccer Talk in the Park. When we come back, it's a, a little introduction. Well, we've already introduced her, but we'll have a little bit more of a chat with Erica here in, in regards to her coaching, her desires as far as coaching goes, and her... In her whole season of play. <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk to Erica when we're back. We'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lube. Taking care of your car on your schedule, not ours. Mr. Lube. And we're back. There it is. Yes. You know what? You're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Look Soccer Association. Look at you, hey. No Smooth that's so as good. an overnight DJ. Did, that's just, that's so No, that's, that was the original one. I've just, you practice at home. I've man. learned to breathe properly. <laughs> hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Here it comes. <gasps> Erica Vecchio. Third intro. It's the third intro. Yes. We've done this a few times. Darren swore way too much. No. Coming back to really? this. Yeah, I have. Oh. I didn't have to give me a marker, though. 
Wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we alluded to it before the break that we would talk to young Erica here about herself. (laughs) What do you want to know? Or something like that. What do I want to know? Do you really want to go down that path? Ask me anything. <laughs> it's, we're going to have a new, we're going to have a, a separate podcast a called Ask name. Erica Anything. Another great. <laughs> Give me a segment. Going to call in. Yeah, uh, call in. No, let, let's talk a little bit about your foray into coaching. So, w- with us, obviously, you've played the game your whole life. You mm-hmm. played university level. Yep. I'm assuming for McEwen. Yep. McEwen. Yep. Nice. Bleed maroon. Columbia now Lane. you were obviously into it before. Gone by the time I got there. No, I was there actually. No, no, I swear to God, I was there. <laughs> Were you really? Let's stay on this topic for a little while. Yeah, this is awkward. Oh, this um, is very awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. thanks. Yeah, you were there for I think. The oh, last yeah, two years, but you never really like was, mingled with the rest of the and team because I think more, you were doing both. I was doing. So you're bouncing. Well, when was your last time. year with McEwen? It was Playing. 2015. Okay. I think you were mm-hmm. bouncing field to field because you're doing the boys. We're at ESA. Were you doing the men's back then, though? Well, I started with FC Edmonton in 2013. Okay. And I think I got approached by Dean in 2014 mm-hmm. to start helping out. So it was kind of part-time-ish where I would... Yeah, you were part-time. I would yeah. just f- come in and show up and then leave. Yeah, we'll basically. just say that part-time so it's less embarrassing. And yeah. I get to know the players, <laughs> it was, clearly. It was part-time. And no, I got to know some of the keepers for the first two years I was there. Bex mm-hmm. was the goalkeeper. Bex and, and Maddie. And Maddie, yeah. You were then, part of that? Wow. Yeah, I was there. Man. Yeah, she was. She was. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> She's okay, not happy okay, with Okay, I'm you. an idiot. Sorry. That's <laughs> um, no, fine. No, and it's it's not because I absolutely enjoy your time now. Well, yeah, I didn't actually meet you until preseason where I was like, I should probably go introduce myself. How are you enjoying the coaching aspect? Being a player at McEwen for as long as you were. Yeah. And uh, now you're on the other side of the fence. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's um, interesting to see, to say the least, how things work on the other side. Just so used to being on the player point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I knew the interest was always there to kind of have me on board, but I just wasn't ready to commit to it. And I kind of wanted there to be more of a gap between me and the girls that I would be coaching. Mm-hmm. So I was, cause I was so close and familiar with all those girls. It just kind of felt too like personal for me. So I kind of took a step back. And then when Dean asked me this year, it was an easy decision to kind of jump on. And it's been, it's been great so far. Well, that's good. And there you, you're learning lots and you're coming on board with us here at the Sherwood Park District yeah. Soccer Association. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, you think we're all whacked in here, don't you? <laughs> We've no, we've fine. lost the plot a couple of times here and had to restart. Not that <laughs> a couple. When you listen to it, you won't understand how much badness has yeah. gone on here and how many <laughs> for swearing we've had to throw in. Um, but it, it's just gone that route. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. It sometimes happens on a Thursday. <laughs> it does. So we were chatting about your, um, your your coaching and your wanting to get involved You're at the collegiate level, obviously. Um, honing and, your skills. And, and now here. Uh, and now here at the SPDSA. Yep. yep. Um, I, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. Any, any chance of helping me out, boys and girls? I'm with you here. I can't oh, talk try. for you. Okay. <laughs> you want me to ask myself questions? Exactly. But there's a pause and go, thanks. You, you, you say something. I started talking and then you just talked over me. So, I mean, hey. I did not, did I? <laughs> Sometimes it's really nice watching you squirm. Yeah, yeah. Well, squirming is the name of the game, isn't it? <laughs> I'll ask Erica a question. Go ahead. You ask Erica a question. I'll, I'll hang back here. 
So, Erica, um, I think this is a, a little bit of a process for you. We've talked in the past about coming into, you know, do coaching with the, in the SPDSA. So you talked about um, your time at, at McEwen. What was kind of your favorite time at McEwen as a player? And then how going into coaching, how can you kind of bring that back into your role at McEwen? Yeah, so in 2013, um, we won a national championship and had an undefeated season. Um, so that by far is favorite moment as a player, hands down. Um, you really can't like beat that feeling. And then that was um, at your senior game, right? That, or was that McEwen? That was McEwen. Fantastic. So that was 2013. We were still um, CCAA uh, at that okay. point. Yeah. And then the next year we made the jump. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a nice way to cap off like the end of an era in ACAC. And then jumped up to CIS and did well, like made playoffs the first year. And then made it a little bit further my last year and now for the girls that are there they're kind of carrying on that legacy in terms of like even pushing it farther now and the ex- expectations are higher so for me when I came back I just like am so passionate about McEwen and representing the school and like having that like family dynamic so for me and like for um the other two like alumni that are on the coaching staff we really just try and bring that like that family dynamic and like having each other's back and then just playing for plus like the pride of the shirt a little the bit pride too, of it right? yeah like yeah. playing for the crest on the front like it's a cliche but it's true like we don't care so much about the individual stuff like we're here to like win a banner at the end of the day that's our goal so we try and bring that dynamic into the locker room this group needs a little bit of a push because they're a little shy now is it shy just because there's a lot of younger players in the mix, or is um, it, or is it just the the nature of, uh, of I each honestly, individual? Do you think? I think it's just the nature of the team. Like our team that we had was so loud and obnoxious, and we would like get so fired up before the games. And I understand now that not everyone needs to be at a ten out of ten to get themselves ready for a game. So I think this group is more subdued; they're more reserved, but I think in a good way. I have to say, from being on the bench too. The loudest people on that bench are the three assistant coaches, really? yeah. former players with their whooping and hollering that they yeah. pregame. It's pretty incredible to, yeah. to we see. We try and get them fired up. They're not the most like rah-rah group, but we try and get them going. I think they like it. I hope they like it at Quick. least. If they don't, I if they don't, I don't really care to be honest. I'm, <laughs> like I'm going to keep doing it. It's part of who you are, which is <laughs> yeah. great. That's what you want to well, bring. No, even connecting to you as a coach in our association, quick question for you. Do you find... That's more of a common theme with female players. Um, I've stepped in and worked with some of our groups and talked with uh, some of our tech leads. Um, and they've said the same thing, you know, 13, 14, 16, 17 year old girls. Oh, it's tough to get them going for a game. They're very, very subdued, as like mm-hmm. you said, right? Do you find that a, a tendency amongst female athletes or at least female soccer players? I think, I think, yeah. And I think it's one of those things, either you have it or you don't. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't teach someone to like be super, super competitive. Like, mm-hmm. There's lots of good players that maybe aren't the most competitive, but you can't like teach someone to like want it more than anything in the world. So I think that's that's just a thing that either you have or you don't. And if you don't have it, that's okay. I don't think it's a bad thing. Then that's what I'm here for to get you going. Like whatever I can do to get you going, I'm gonna do it. I don't care if I look stupid. Like <laughs> Well, I mean it's not that different in the men's game too. I think the men's game kinda gets um, you know, covered over really a little bit in re- in the sense of mostly men are very aggressive, loud, boisterous, yeah. ready to compete, ready to go. 
but you look around the room and there's quite a few boys that, you know, yeah. approach the game and, and their, their mindset towards the game and their game preparation is a lot different, right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of lose that a little bit. Where on the female side, you're waiting for that one girl to kind of step up yeah. and be the leader, right? So yeah. Now, yeah. do you find that changes with the, the fact that coaching in general in our country has gotten better? There's a better understanding of the game, which then lends itself to the players that are coming at the university level have been trained a little bit more appropriately, have a better understanding of the game. So need less of that raw, raw Mm. nowadays than they used to. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a great way of looking at it. I think that's a fair point. I think every individual has a different pathway of how they got there. And Mm -hmm. I still think coming from um, youth settings, I think there's a lot of players, you know, even speaking from the men's program that I'm involved with, <coughs> some players are still very naive coming from youth straight into a university setting. It's a big jump, but other guys, yeah, I mean, FC Academy kids or guys that have been around the CPL or have traveled and come back, they have great experiences. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that plays into it for sure. Yeah. Not taking anything away from that. No. Um, and I think as a coach, it's important to like recognize that not everybody responds to that. Like you have to cater to the individual. Like that's yeah. not going to get everyone going. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, some people need to be like really calm and like in the zone before a game. That's what they need to play well. If they're at a 10 out of 10 and they're fired up, maybe they do some things that are out of character on the field mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think it really depends on the individual and just to recognize that this player needs something different than the next player. Do you find that as well? Working with some of the uh, coll- collegiate players you've worked with in the past? Yeah, I know for sure. It's, it's, everybody's got their routine. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, some people are earphones in, you know, from start to finish, you know, they get out of the car, earphones in, you know, getting themselves ready. Some of them are, you know, want to be interactive with each other. It's just, you know, the, the mood of the dressing room is, is, is never always going to be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody, everybody takes their way uh, to get there. And, you know, some people need um, the warm up to get themselves getting there. They need yeah. that, you know, that need that first few minutes to say, oh, yeah, it's game time. It's ready to go. Right. And um, it all it all depends on on how you're feeling in the day. And I, I think that, you know, the best thing that you can do as, as a player is to find what makes you successful. And if it's, you know, finding a buddy in the dressing room and, and you guys are having a laugh or, or having a little bit of a rah-rah and that's fine. Or if you're that person that needs to be just stuck in and on a favorite song or getting your, yourself in a visualization state, that's what you do, right? I'm sure teams have traditions, um, you know, in working in the collegiate um, in teams. There's some traditions that teams have and that's, you know, brilliant because I'd you know, that's, that's culture. That's, you know, team culture and you'd be involved in that. But in between those moments is there's always that prep time. And I think it's important to, you know, no matter what, you know, the individuals are, are going to have to cater to them, you know, to get themselves ready. It's funny thinking about that dynamic because obviously being around the game, as long as I have, you know, I actually, <laughs> I was actually around when there was no such thing as the headphones and plugging in before mm-hmm. a match. And, and it's so the boom box coming. Well, in. I mean, yeah, you had that for sure. And, uh, but it's, it's just the thought of how players have changed, how they've adjusted, how they, you know, get themselves pumped up or ready for a match. And the fact that it's, also interesting to see some of the coaches and how they try and relate to that dynamic because there's some coaches that I've worked with even at the pro level who can't understand the plugged in the headphone thing Mm -hmm. they just can't deal with it even in this day and age come come from a different era right totally different era and don't have that same understanding but and which bothers me somewhat to not be able to adjust to what's going on 
Adjusted the in times. In this game, yeah. in the times. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, just one thing D touched on was a tradition. And like, I'm just curious your guys' opinion. Um, when we talk about traditions, I think I've learned this year that like, we weren't trying to, we weren't necessarily trying to push uh, certain traditions on this current group we have at McEwen, but we kind of were like hinting, like maybe we're not as like energetic, blah, 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 as we used to be, or we do this as a tradition. And I think now I realize that like, if they don't want to do it, like, don't do it. Like, if that's not going to get you going, don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's not like, oh, you're disrespecting the tradition, blah, 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 whatever it is. Like, I feel like it's okay, honestly. Th- you, have your, you can make your own thing. Totally. Right? And, and I also think that the 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 team stuff, that you know, when you do the team cheers and stuff like that, that's just part of what you yeah. do. But definitely that dynamic is totally different yeah. in regards to... So coming back to the SPDSA, what, uh, what are you most excited to working with uh, U11 girls? So I jumped on in the summer as an assistant coach um, because my little sister is on the team and I was kind of hesitant to um, to get on just because of the commitment. I wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure like when I committed, I wanted to be there every day kind of thing. And then literally first practice five minutes in, I fell in love with the girls and I was like, this is crazy. They're such a talented group as mm-hmm. well. The U 11s like yeah, crazy really good. good. Yeah, are they crazy really good. good? Or is it yeah. just me? No, no they are. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're talking about like, how do you get the girls going? I'm like, these girls get themselves going. They're, they're <laughs> such sure. gamers. For sure. That they do. group. Yeah, no, for sure. They do. I feel like, you know, it's, it's a little bit what Michelle Lindstrom was talking to yesterday when she said that, uh, a lot of females would rather, um, not attempt at yeah. succeeding, right? And rather than failing in front of other people, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like we get that a little bit in our older girls group a little bit or don't yeah. want to be seen as judged hey, and whatnot. You know, Michelle but, is the UBU uh, yeah. person who's looking to possibly work with some of our teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think it I think it lends itself to that. I've worked with some of the younger girls and they're so energetic and ready to go. They got their Phoenix cheer at the start mm-hmm. of the game. And I mean... Our, our Phoenix uh, girls program, even up to our women's, is like very, very strong. Like we consistently have great age groups, the, the nines, the tens, elevens, twelves, and all the way up. Like it's it's a very, very competitive group. So um, something we're very passionate about is getting female coaches like yourself giving back, back in the game. So we're very, very thankful and appreciative for you taking your time to come back in because as a young girl looking up and seeing, yeah, a big sister, but seeing a coach that's saying like, hey, like, She's a female like me, and look where she played, and look what she did. I think it's huge. I think the role model piece is so, so huge. So that's great. Yeah, I think it was awesome because, you know, it was uh, it was something that was presented to you, you know, a few years back, right? And and it was like you wanted to take your time. You wanted to, and it was it was great to see that your progression and to, you know, gaining that confidence to be, to step in and and to hear that you just took you one session to step on the field and yeah. be like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's really great. I'd been away from youth soccer for a while, so when I came... I, I wasn't really knowing what to expect. And then just talking about how strong that group is, I was like, these girls seem like pretty mm-hmm. advanced for their age. And then talking to some of the technical leads around the club and stuff who were saying the female program here is amazing. Yeah. So I was just super excited to get on board and thankful that you guys would have me back. And then had a great group of assistant coaches in the summer that kind of like pushed me into the head coach role. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, the biggest thing that I find for sure is that, you know, you, girls are going to look up to you. That's why you're here. Honestly, right? they it's make me feel great. so good. Yeah. Like, and we get them involved and like, they're going to come be the ball girls on Saturday. Like, nice. just oh, little really? things like that. Yeah, that's like, it's cool. at Commonwealth. It's a sweet venue. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're amazing. stoked. They get a t-shirt. Like, they get some autographs after the game, whatever. Like, just get them excited. Mm-hmm. And then you were talking about big sisters, big brother thing yesterday, mm-hmm. which I can really like 
relate to. I just think it's so important to have that like role model, especially for the girls to look up to. For sure. And the club culture. And yeah, just, just so they can put themselves in someone else's shoes to think when I'm in high school, like I can still play the game and keep girls Mm -hmm. in sport. I think it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. And boys as well. We don't speak about the boys as much, but they're under a lot of pressure in regards to, you know, just like mental health and bullying and just things of this nature that there's, they're meant to be, you know, macho and brave, but it's good that the boys can kind of, I don't know, ha- ha- have someone that's a mentor that they can be open with and talk about, whether it extends to stuff on, on the field or off the field. I think it'll be important. So, yeah. yeah. And on that note, we're going to take our, uh, our, our, our next break. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm losing my mind today. Although, you're, you're a 10 out of 10 always, and I'd say you're about an 8 out of 10 today. Well, so still good. Thanks for that. But. Still good, but just crap on the side. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And we'll be right back. Today's podcast is sponsored by Mr. Lou. Fast, warranty-approved oil and fluid changes. Mr. Lou. We're back. Yes, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Yes. We've got Dan O'D and Erica. It's going to get Erica. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Next. You could you could be a regular in this, you know. Yeah. We yeah. could we could make that jump. Every Thursday at 11? Well, no, not every Thursday. Thursday. Every other Thursday? Mm, not not every other Thursday either. <laughs> Once a month? <laughs> just, just look at you. Hey, we, we, we honestly, now that we get into the season, it, it should be. Every Thursday, we could. We could do it every Thursday. Three times a month. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Three times a month. Standards high. You know what? I got the wow from Dano. (laughs) Two things I've got from Dano were wow, and what was the other one? Fantastic. 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 Yeah, yeah. Everything. (laughs) Everything is fantastic. 100% hasn't caught on yet. I see. I feel like everybody says 100%, though. 100%. I don't know if I've, that does not cut on with me. It's 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 a possibility. Yeah. And, we can work Andy on it. says a lot, but then D says I say it a lot. And I think no, D says it, a lot. What does Andy say a lot? I think we all say it a lot. No, no, no. no. What I'm going to tell you is the truth. Now, now let me tell you. Let me tell you. That. This <laughs> is the truth. Let me tell you. This is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> when you're going to tell us lies the whole time? Yeah. Believe you. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You don't have to tell us it's the truth if you're telling us. <laughs> what are you going to do? Lie to us? Thanks, buddy. No, no, no. So... Uh, Getting back to uh, the curriculum of this lovely podcast, we're going to switch gears. Not switch gears. Let's talk about the club. Let's talk about the SBDSA. Let's talk about programming that's going on for the winter months. Why? We need people to sign up. We want people coming into our programs. So the community side of things. Yeah. So um, assessments are done for Phoenix. Phoenix has been wrapped up. We're just putting teams together and getting everything sorted out where registration is going on. Um, training center starts here next week. Next week, baby. Um, but our community programs, recreational programs are still open um, from 4 to 19 years old. So we, uh, we're we still looking for anybody. It um, um, doesn't have to be from Sure Park, our draws in Fort McMurray. Fort, Fort Saskatchewan, just in the city, wherever it is, come and register in our Tier 4 program. Uh, our grassroots program is, um, you know, one of the, I think, well-run programs here. Everything falls in, in line with the LT. uh, LTPD, mm-hmm. Canada Soccer um, Program. We've got a technically-led program there from U4 um, all the way to U7. U9 program is, you know, um, led as well, too, with, the um, you know, state uh, activities and stuff like that that is giving out in session plans to the coaches and yeah station based approach yeah. right yeah. yeah so um yeah still lots of room for for anybody that is thinking them you know we want to get into soccer um get get on there get registered if you need to send an email send an email to me i know i'm on i'm online there um yeah get yourself involved it's gonna be an awesome season and you mentioned a couple uh, other programs earlier on but uh 
What are you most excited about for the indoor season with our programming? Me, I'm actually really, really uh, excited for our grassroots. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for our grassroots program. Just to, just to dive in there a little bit more. I think it's it's uh, identifying players for the competitive stream, um, identifying you know, and, and making tweaks in in the future. I think uh, to our our grassroots program, I've got a couple ideas that I and that we're gonna spitball here over in the, mm-hmm. in the next couple of days about some amendments and some additions to about our grassroots program. Um, but I'm really excited about that and identifying, making relationships with, uh, with coaches, uh, making relationships with identified players that could you know, potentially get into the competitive stream, just making relationships within that program um, to see if we can continue to build a, you know, a better culture and community. Yeah, I think, I think the grassroots program is imperative to the whole community side of things and the Phoenix side, right? Because when you're you four, five, six, seven, eight, everybody starts somewhere. So well I, I mean, mean it's, and it's so much we've had John Club in the mm-hmm. grassroots manager for for the Alberta ASA, Soccer yeah. Association. He's he goes he continues to say that it, it's not just the young ones. It's all the way through your adult career can be considered grassroots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely tap tapping into that, you know, four, five, six year old player and and trying to get them you know, interested in the sport and uh, enjoying what they do, and and for the rest of us as coaching staff within these grassroots programs, just like you said, the recognition and seeing who's capable of going on, who just wants to have fun. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's um, you know within our community, there's a, there's a little bit of a, a stigma between community and Phoenix. It's like, oh well, I'm not good good enough to make Phoenix or this and that, and, and which is not the case, right? So. We're, about giving their information sharing, making sure people understand that, you know, it might be, you know, playing tier four, you know, U nine is is not gonna be any different than trying to get yourself, you know, if you're if your child really, really wants an ex- extra push, why not, you know, give it a try? And if they're identified to to be, you know, trending in that in that direction, why not give it an opportunity to to see what the, the competitive stream is like? Um, this game is, you know, very, very, you know, great for, for everything. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you play, but if you're, if you're a great soccer player or you're, or somebody that, um, you know, wants to take that next step, they need to know all about, about our Phoenix program. And, and I think that's where I feel we have a little bit of disconnection because when they say soccer is all, oh, it's just, you know, it's just soccer or whatever. I'm putting my, my kid into soccer, mm-hmm. but I don't think they really know, understand the, the difference between the streams. And everybody, yeah. there's different uh, different time frames when people show as far as their abilities go. Some take longer than others. I, I've worked with players that were a community-based player, and uh, when they hit 15, 16, boom, next thing you know, they're, they just excelled mm-hmm. in, in what they were doing and went on to play professionally. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's there's a, a whole bunch of different ranges, and... Don't, whatever you do, don't pack it in and don't think you're any less, regardless of where you're playing. I think even what Dee touched on is is the aspect of um, the eight or nine-year-old player, even the seven-year-old player, that just parent education, parent education of what what program looks like, what it looks like for development of a player. So they're just well-educated of where is the best environment to place their son or daughter. So that's something we have to really hone in on, I think, um, especially for those players that are, um, moving into our, our U10s and our U9 programs or understanding our programs and where's the best environment for their kids. So mm-hmm. that'll be a big one. For Erica, did you, can you remember, I know because you're only because you're closer in age to the rest than the rest of us. I want to see a little, pl- a little Timbits picture of Erica Vecchio. From your playing days, but do you, do you, have you gone through that thought process? Do you, do you remember thinking back, obviously played in a high level and playing at a high level in the senior game now, 
Um, yeah. Did I you think, ever think about what <clears throat> level you were playing at? Or I think I peaked when I was ten. Like I was sick when I was ten, <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody like slowly started catching up. Um, but yeah, I played. I played community. I started community, and then I went to EMSA, and then eventually it was ESA. So I kind of took that route of figuring it out, mm-hmm. and then realizing that yeah, I'm good enough to play at this level. And then yeah, and then I just was at Southwest United for my whole youth career. Mm-hmm. Crushed, got crushed by Rangers every single year. <laughs> Grew up in Sherwood Park, <laughs> but loyal to a fault, so I stuck with it. Yeah, it seems to be the female game, the loyalty part of it too. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure. But yeah, like players peak at different times. Yeah. They realize their potential at different times. Yeah, like we see girls that are third year university players that are like all stars, and their first year it was like. Well, where did you come from? Yeah. So whether that happens then or really young, mm-hmm. it's never like, oh, I'm not good enough. You never know. Yeah. And that's, and that's the other point to make to parents. Like, don't, you know. So we all have a chance. But we do all yeah, have a chance. Yeah, we're still going pro. So this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm waiting until I turn 35. <laughs> Watch out, everyone. Yeah. I think, I think the point I was trying to make was don't overthink it. Just let your kids play. And they'll, it, you know, it settles. It works itself out and they'll eventually yeah. find the pathway that works for them. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, we just want them to play. Yeah. Right? yeah you just want to keep them in the game, right? I mean, then that's part of the CSA's mandate is, you know, if you don't want to go through the stream of the high end stream, we just want that's you okay. to play yeah. for the rest of your life and enjoy the game and, and, and stay fit and healthy. Yeah. I unfortunately cake too much. So my health isn't <laughs> always the best, but, uh, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, other programs we're going to be doing and have going on within the, uh, lovely club here. We have the, well, I'll jump in there and we have the shots and stops program, which we we run, uh, it's every Friday night, uh, myself and D here, uh, run a program. We're going to hopefully enlist the help of, uh, Erica, a couple of times, if I'll we can get, get her to pop in. I'll and, be there. Uh, yeah, it's a great program for both the shooters and the keepers within the club. Everyone needs to learn the technique and a proper technique. I think if it's one thing we, we've noticed, especially at the younger ages, not even the younger ages, even at the adult ages, we see... I was see, just going to say, can we know how hard it is to finish? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. You know, there Does it is, matter the level? There <laughs> is a massive technique to striking a ball and, and to do it properly. Some people are natural. Some it comes with time and work. And the best way of getting in is learning that technique first. And and I'm going to say it right now. There's only two guys that I know that breaking down the entire mechanics of it, D is one of the best guys I've ever seen at breaking down the mechanics of a strike of the ball from movement to how you follow through to what part of the foot hits the ball. It's amazing the technique that goes into striking a proper ball. Um, and there's, there's one other guy that I know and he's, uh, another university coach elsewhere right now. So, you know, I can throw his name out there. The other guy that I know that's, that's fantastic at it is Mark Pennington, yeah. who's the yeah. TRU coach oh, on the women's guy. side. Oh, he's, he's, he, yeah, he's uh, when it guy. comes to striking a ball, unbelievable at coaching it. Like and, and getting that full understanding of how to do it. So anyway, coming to the programs, it's, you know, hop on the uh, the website. So uh, half of it is for shooters. The other half is for keepers. I will take the time or I will be bringing in um, guys like Connor James, who's the FC Edmonton coach or goalkeeper um, to help coach. Um, and, and maybe even if we can, we'll bring in Ms. Burns a couple of times. That'd be of awesome. We need to get Burnsy on here. She's uh, she's a fantastic goalkeeper as well and uh, would be great. We're 
working with some of the some of the younger players. But anyways, so it's a program. It's inexpensive. There's three separate packages. Each package is five weeks long. Um, you get an hour of training uh, inside at the TTC on on quality turf. Uh, it's it's really good. We have a mini camp also coming up at the end of this month, uh, the 28th and 29th of September. Eric is going to be part of that. Um, it's that's really good for getting a kickstart to your season. It's a we call that one the keeper shooter mini camp. Um, it's it's basically the same gist as the shots and stops longer length though. It's an hour and a half that you're on the field, uh, and you get two sessions over the weekend, which is the Saturday and the Sunday. Have to sign up for it again. It's on the website. Yeah, that was a big hit last year. You guys hosted yeah. it for the first time, and it was a huge, huge hit, which yeah. is awesome. And 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 an inexpensive uh, seventy five bucks. Yeah, that's cheap. That's insane. Yeah, it's for for really for, the, for a weekend of soccer, you're getting three hours of uh, of training, and wow. uh, you know, get to work with some really high end coaches, and uh, yeah, a, a lot of fun, and in the indoor facility as well. So mm-hmm. that's also a bonus. Yeah. Um, other programs, Rise and Shine. We yeah, talked about talked about the Rise and Shine, and then. Just our, our academy skill center that we have, and we've been—it's ongoing again. It's—it's it's been something that's been a part of our, our program, you know, even before our, my time here. And um, it's amazing, individual, technically um, led kind of sessions. Um, groupings are going to be, you know, paired up with like with like. We're going to really focus on making sure that we get the the right players working with the right players. Um, we use the preferred training model in those sessions as well too, where we run through different types of stations, working on technique. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to be a part of as well too. There, yeah. um, all the coaches again are, are are licensed coaches, and I said this last night in our our coaches managers meeting. But um, you don't have to go very very far to find a program uh, that will fit you know what your needs are as as players. I know that there's people that go into you know other academies and things like that, but we have every single program that you could probably want. Um, we offer your shirt park, and all you really need to do is either drop an email in or just go to our website and look at uh, look at the things that we provide. But And again, another inexpensive uh, program. You get 10 sessions for, you know, $175, and it's in the indoor center for an hour. So, I mean, you're looking at, what, $17.50 a session, mm-hmm. and it's it's, uh, it's pretty good. You get to work with some talented coaches there, and and you get that extra touch, that extra that extra moment in the ball. And, and again, in a non-pressure environment, it's all about learning. It's all mm-hmm. about uh, improving. There's no results. It's like come out and, and try your best and, and, and give it a go and have some fun while doing it because lots of fun uh, games and activities that we do that are, that are involved in it. And, and I can, um, you know, I can say a, a lot about the things that we provide, but, you know, you'll never get a price point like the one that we're putting on for this, for, for a program like that, for the quality that you're going to get. Yeah. And for the coaches end of things, um, Charles, uh, or myself or D or Dano, um, it's mostly Charles that puts on the coaches education programs that we have. Yeah, yeah. And for the coaches within our club, it's free. You just have to come mm-hmm. and show up. One of them was last night after the manager's meeting. What were your thoughts? Did you get something out of it? Did you enjoy the time? With um, the with, first line? With, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. it was good, yeah. Yeah. It was good. So, I, I mean, there's there's always something going on. And you know what? If there's programs that aren't happening, 
just email the club. Let us know what your desire is within the game, and uh, we'll try and make it happen. If it's feasible, it's going to happen. And uh, like like D says and alludes to, that there, there's so much programming right now that it seems that um, I, I know everybody's schedules are busy and, and there's a lot of things going on. But have a look, t- check it out because there's so much going on within within the club right now. You know, I do know. Well, that's fantastic. You've got a Bambino. I'm, I'm sure you, you're, you're knowing more about that. You're, you're, you're drifting off to Bambino world, aren't you? I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm no. just checking in on the phone, making sure that everything's good. So oh, checking fine. in on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Just hope it doesn't ring because you got to answer it here live. You <laughs> yeah, know that's, that. that's the rule. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to wind things up for uh, yet another edition of Soccer Talk of the Park. Want to thank D. Thank want you, to thank, thank Dano. Thanks, buddy. And especially want to thank Erica for coming in today and uh, dealing with our uh, bumpkinisms <laughs> here as we fumble our way <laughs> it's through. It's the first uh, one back in, what, a month, right? Yeah, it's, so been, it's been a while. Assessments, it's, I was away, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah everybody's uh, minds and thoughts weren't necessarily on. No, thank you for having me. It was <laughs> good. Oh, it was totally fun to have you here. Yeah, so. Welcome to the club. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very excited. excited. Very excited. And we, we'll, we'll have to bring in some U11s to uh, give us feedback on Erica's <laughs> abilities on the pitch. Follow up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I would be all over that one. So you've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. 